0: Welcome back to Real Estate Happenings, your go-to podcast for all things real estate. This week we have Giselle Ugarte. Did I say that right?
1: I mean, you said it the the real way, but the but Tex-Mex it, way is Ugarte. Ugarte. Yeah, but you can say it. So yeah. Ugarte, yeah, Ugarte aka Ugarte. It's like my last name.
0: <laughs> Some depending on my audience I'll say Almodovar, mm-hmm. or it's Almodovar. Yeah. You know, so it works. <laughs> so Giselle is an online performance coach. You are amazing with all things social media. I know I certainly do need you in my life.
1: I am in your life.
0: But all the time.
1: Like, We're doing it. I want you to move to Houston. <laughs> She's been
0: with She's me. working on it. She's been with me for the past 24 hours, and... I just want her to move to Houston already. <laughs> We've had so much fun. I even <laughs> fed
1: her last night. I feel like you're courting me or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she got in my car this morning. I had the seat warmer on for her. It's true. I was ready to go get coffee with her. I was like, welcome <laughs> to Houston, selling the dream. You are amazing. Tell me your story. Thank you. Story. I can't speak English right. Tell me your story. How did you get started?
1: Well, you're amazing. I'm happy to be here. My story, what do you, as far as how I got started and what? Online performance coach. So here's what's wild. I've been creating online video content for social for more than 10 years. Like, just think about that for a moment. More than 10 years. I don't
0: even think I realize that social content has been around for that long. Right.
1: It's longer than most people have Instagram, like sometimes Facebook too. And so I was right out of college. I thought that because I went to a great college that I would get into like a great job for news and TV. That's what I wanted to do. Entertainment news. No one wanted to hire me because it was all about casting and like who you know. And so, someone gave me the advice that I should learn how to do everything. So, I saved up, I bought a used camera, and I started to put videos up on this little platform called YouTube, thinking that no one would see them. Like, let me say that again. I put them on a little platform called <laughs> YouTube. I had to tell people what this was like. People didn't even know I had a blog at the time. I had to tell people how to pronounce blog influencer was not a job title everyone and their mom was not blogging and taking you know social content and what i ended up finding were like these extraordinarily average teenagers who had hundreds of thousands if not millions of subscribers again brand new term And no one was talking about it. And so I studied it like crazy because I'm like, I'm so confused. Like, they don't have good cameras. They're rambling on and on. Their rooms are so messy. I don't get it. And they're starting to make all this money and whatever they do, their audience does. And so I saw it as an opportunity to set myself apart in this quest to be on TV. And that's exactly what I did. But I didn't realize how lucky I was in that I was doing it during a time when media was becoming this multimedia platform. So I was one of the first real life faces of CoverGirl Cosmetics, started to help brands translate into the online content, and then eventually did have a TV career and worked you know, in there for a while. But now it's, it's wild because history has repeated itself. What do we see on TikTok? A whole bunch of extraordinarily average teenagers right. <laughs> who are creating content with millions of followers. And rather than being like, what? I don't get it. I already understand it. I've already studied it. And, I'm, and you know, that's what's allowed for me to very quickly help my clients now to realize the opportunity here and to be able to coach things in a different way. Because the advice that I was giving 10 years ago, it's the same thing I'm giving now. The difference is that we're just consuming it differently. Interesting. So, so, long story longer.
0: No, I love it. So first it was YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then did you go through your Instagram face or did you jump? I know we talked about Clubhouse as well. Yeah. So walk me through that. Was it YouTube, Clubhouse, Instagram, TikTok?
1: It was YouTube for a really long time. Okay. And here's what's so wild. So if you don't know who I am, I put out business content. I put marketing content. A lot of my clients are people in real estate. Not all of them, but a lot of them are. When I was first making content, I was doing makeup tutorials.
0: No way. Like
1: my demographic was 13 to 17 year old girls. Now it's 50-60% men over the age of 30 and 40 and I have clients who are all over the world who are running, you know, businesses like you are. Right. And so obviously it didn't just happen overnight, it was a progression. And I think it started with me getting really stuck into my niche thinking I was chasing after the views. Oh, well, I started to make vlogs, and they weren't getting as many views as, say, my cat wing eyeliner tutorial or my ombre nail tutorial. So I was like, oh, well, people don't like that. So then I'm not going to post that. And I had to go through my own journey of getting out of my head, which also consisted of me leaving YouTube and... Figuring myself out, but I was putting myself out there when people were constantly cringing and making fun of me and going, "What is this? This is so dumb." That's oh, that's cute, whatever. So from YouTube, the focus was then Instagram. Also because I was in news, I was on Twitter as well. It was pretty much Instagram for a really long time, up until about two years ago when TikTok came along and put the sledgehammer on everything and everyone. Right, and that was the predominant focus, and so. For the last two, three years where I've been preaching, you got to get on video. Not just because of TikTok, but like it's not a fad. It's just how are we replicating the human experience? Right. And that's how we can scale our time, scale our energy. Video, video, video. Video, video, video. And, and here's what I learned 10, 11 years ago. I'm going to get a little woo-woo for a second. Here's what I realized. I studied these creators like crazy. And I saw, all right, well, is it because they posted at a certain time? Is it because they used certain hashtags? That sounds just like because I'm they always <laughs> asking these questions.
0: It's because I posted at 8 a.m.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it because of the thumbnail? Is it whatever? And, like, there are certain little technical pieces that totally matter, and that is more important a little bit formulaically for YouTube now. But... I realized like no like they're kind of they're breaking all the rules. Again, here's me wanting to pursue a career in like buttoned up TV where I have to be perfect and made up and you know, tight and right all the time and I'm like I just don't get it. Like they're not, you know, they're saying um and they're saying like and their room is messy and they're not wearing makeup. Like what is th- I don't I don't get it. Like is it cuz they're posting a certain amount of times it whatever? And I just, I saw that there were a few different things that they had in common. One was consistency. They kept on coming back. You know, it wasn't like they made a video and then you wouldn't see them again for six months. You know, maybe it was that they were filming once a month. Maybe it was once a week. Maybe it was every Monday, Wednesday, they were setting the appointment. New video every Wednesday. Or it was just a consistency of like, you know that person's going to come back.
0: So rule one, consistency. Yes.
1: Rule number one, consistency. The other thing was every single time that they came on their video, you knew that they were talking to somebody else. I think a big mistake that creators make is you just start talking about yourself and it's like you're talking to yourself versus they made it very apparent that they were talking to someone. They were creating a community. They were, you know, mentioning comments or replying to comments. So
0: don't say, hey, guys, how are you?
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and a lot of them do say, hey, guys, and I have a whole thing about recognizing it as one person, which, you know, we can get into that. But it was like letting people know, like, hey, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm creating content for you. What do you want to see? What the request, but at the same time, they weren't losing sight of who they were in mm-hmm. the process. And right. you can see when that when that transition happens for people. The other thing too, not only were you seeing and feeling community of who they were talking to, you were seeing that in their lives. Maybe you would meet their mom. Maybe you'd meet their dog. Maybe you would see that they were friends with other creators. They were doing collaborations. Mm-hmm. And it was just like your favorite TV show. You're falling in love with the idea of being a part of something or about being connected to people. Okay. And that's where a lot of people get just too lost in the overthought. like People just want to feel connected. People want to see themselves in you. They want to see people who they care about in your content. They want to see potential for like, what they could have. And in many cases, it's people who you maybe never would have met in real life. And, and they genuinely cared about what they did. Like They really, truly cared. They would treat it like something, even at that point, no one was making money from it. So they genuinely did it, quote unquote, for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. It wasn't for a reality show because if anything, at the time, we thought that YouTube was beneath TV. Like we thought, myself included. And so like now when I'm getting my humans to put themselves on camera and to put themselves on TikTok, I'm bringing it all right back to exactly what I was studying and saying 10, 11 years ago. Make it about other people besides yourself. Still have – Truth to who you are, and maybe you're figuring out who you are, and that's fine. Again, I started out making makeup tutorials, and now I'm so no much more idea. comfortable. Yeah. Okay, that's why you could do your makeup in the car
0: or standing yeah. up without a mirror.
1: I mean, pageants, TV, stage, wow. all, all that wild things so cool. but it's also it's been a progression of unlearning and stripping and being okay with stuttering or saying um or the hair gets out of place or I feel fat that day or I have a pimple and a wrinkle or whatever it's taken like years and years of unlearning and also seeing other people do it and still love them for it like right. people aren't going to you know hate you because you stuttered or said something wrong or your hair is out of place like they're going to connect with you because of what you're actually saying. Because they see
0: that you make mistakes. So I put out, this reminds me, I put out a video of my bloopers a while back and Preston did this just for me. I, as a, here you go, I think I was having a bad day. And when I watched it, I didn't realize how much I say the F word Mm -hmm. or shit, or uh, I do this thing where I'm like, ah, do it again. And when I shared it, it got so many views and so many comments. Like, we love to see the real you. We love to see that. And that, for me, was, like you said, unlearning that. Is my hair perfect? Did I stutter? Okay, do that again. I messed up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's. I feel like sometimes we're just... So hard on ourselves, right?
1: Well, you asked me last night. You said, "Does this just come naturally for you? Like, do you just... Did you just do show I up and... Into- like do I sound like Snow White? <laughs> I hope I do." And and I was like, "Well, you know, at this point, I can do a lot of things off the cuff and without preparation and overthinking it." But it took 10, 11 years of right. me figuring it out. But again it's more of the unlearning than the learning and this is what i think is so important if you're listening to this and you're thinking i want to make content but i don't i don't know what my voice is i don't know what to say it's been you all along it's just that you are stuck in this place of well i, I what, what what should i say or i don't know what i'm supposed to say or does does it sound right like you'll know that it sounds right this is what i say so if you look at my videos from 11 years ago, I think about this one tutorial that I made. It was like a Minnie Mouse hair tutorial. I'm going to go and look
0: at you these tutorials. You can go look at it. You know that. Yeah. Tutorials. You
1: should. You should. I want to I, I I see There have been a handful that I've deleted over the years because, again, I was so insecure and didn't want to leave the trail. But there's a handful that I'm glad that I privated them and now have made them public again. But if you go look, I'm like 30 pounds skinnier. I'm so orange because we didn't have the sunless tanning technology of today my voice is like eight octaves higher, okay? Eight octaves higher. And you can just hear me in every single thing that I'm saying overcompensating or explaining or feeling like I need to justify certain things in my language and it's all because I'm stuck in my head of what I think I'm quote unquote supposed to do. And when you're thinking, oh, I hate how I look, oh, I hate how I sound, if you hate how you look and you hate how you sound, Yes, there's a little bit of a learning curve of getting used to that experience, but ultimately it's because who you hear and who you see in the mirror isn't matching what's on that video. And that's because, again, you're trying versus just being. And one of my coaches used to always say, we're human beings, we're not human doings. So it's not that you don't like what you see because you're not perfect enough. It's that you don't like what you see because that's not you. And when you start to transform into you and who you see in the mirror matches what you see on the screen, that's when the magic actually happens. I
0: love that. And that's
1: that's when you'll have friends and family who are like, oh, like that's That's you. Yeah.
0: And in my videos, my sisters do that. By the way, they're my biggest critics. Of course. And they will send me messages when we drop a video right away. Oh my God, that was funny. That was you. And I, it took me a while to pick up on that when they would say that one was you, that was Nancy, mm-hmm. you know, and I couldn't quite understand what they meant by that. And then later I was like, what do you guys mean? And they were, You know, they explained to me, we could just see when you're being the real you and then you're being CEO, Nancy, mm-hmm. and then you're being, you know, salesperson, Nancy. Mm-hmm.
1: So and there's different layers advice. of it. Like, right. there there, there are times when you are CEO Nancy in real life. And there are times when you're, you know, shit-talking Nancy in real life. Like, those are different layers of who you are, and they see different things. But your family is always going to be your biggest critic. Like, usually it's the people who are closest to you right. because they are not used to seeing this other side of you or even the business version of you. Mm-hmm. And th- one of the things that I joke about is, you know, I have a sibling who, God bless him, I love him, and I know that he does it because he loves me, but, like, my brothers will still give me advice about how I should do my social media. And this is my career, <laughs> They don't do like they don't do that. One of them works in law, the other one works in business, but none of them have a personal brand. None of them have an online brand. None of them are making videos. None of them have ever been in TV. Like none of the it, they don't understand it at all. But from their own personal experience, they want to try to give me advice. And it's so important that you start to recognize, okay, what of this feedback actually makes sense, and what do I know to be true, and. Should I be taking advice from somebody who has no idea what the fuck they're talking about? I
0: always say that.
1: Like, that doesn't make any sense. And so if I would have listened to every single time that someone tried to give me advice or someone tried to have an opinion about something, especially the unsolicited ones, it would not be where I am. And it wouldn't allow for me to be able to help pull the real versions of my clients out of themselves when – when we're doing that video content.
0: It's so important on who you listen to that is giving you feedback. I would never take advice from someone or about, you know, marriage advice from someone who's never been in a relationship Mm -hmm. once. Or parenting advice from someone who doesn't have kids, right? right? So I see that all the time where, oh, well, such and such told me that I look horrible this way. And what do they know? What do they actually know? But I think that comes from just being confident within yourself, right?
1: It's also preference. And the other thing that I have to think about and that you should be thinking about too is who do you want your audience to be? Like, who do you want your audience to be? Because also, quite frankly, I'm just using my, my brothers as an example, but this goes – To even the haters and the trolls and and some of the people who leave comments. Like, some of those people, you're just not my people. Right. You're never going to buy from me. You're not the type of person who I'm going after. And that's nothing against you, but that's knowing where I want to go. And where I want to go is not what you're giving me advice to do. And that's, again, one of the biggest mistakes that you can make is if you're only going after the likes, you're only going after the views and you're only going after the validation. Like what metrics should you be looking at? You should be looking at your inbox and your bank account, period. Like, unless your goal is, well, I want to be a creator and I want to make viral content. Like that's your goal that otherwise social media is your vehicle, it's not your destination. And that was one of the things that I did right without even realizing it. I didn't get on YouTube to be a YouTuber. If anything, at the time I thought it was beneath me. And there's a part of me that's kicking myself that I didn't focus on it more, but there was a time when we thought YouTube was gonna go away and I digress. So, but my goal was I wanna be on TV. I want to be on TV. I'm using this as my gateway, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what I did. So that meant that my strategy was not I want to get as many views as possible. My strategy was I'm going to upload videos so that I can copy and paste this URL into an email, get it into the hands of a marketing director, a casting director, a network producer, you know, or a network owner, runner, whatever. Um, because at the time I was broke as a joke and. Think about this. 11 years ago, you you didn't have you know social media as easy and attainable as it is. I was sending out manila envelopes with my headshot printed out with a DVD that of my reel with my press that I had to print out. I couldn't afford that. That was like $25 every single time to send this package to somebody. And most of the time, it would probably end up in the trash. Wow. So all of a sudden, for me, it was like, all right, well, what's going to make the decision, what's going to get the fastest, what's going to save me money and put money in the bank. It was, oh my God, there's this platform where I can just copy and paste and share this video. And then I can send it in an email like that. That's where the site was set. So if you want to sell more houses, if you want to never sell another fucking house in your life and focus on building a team. If you want to focus on nurturing a team, if you want to build a personal brand, if you want to sell online courses, if you want to be a coach, if you want to be a speaker, all of those things are great goals, but they're not the same goals as everybody else. Right. So you shouldn't just be trying to copy someone else who's getting the views or go after the views you know, maybe first time homebuyer videos get a lot of views for you. But if you're trying to break into a luxury market or two, five, 10, $15 million price points, why are we making first time home buyer content? When that we makes should be going- no
0: <laughs> sense. Right. Going back to what you said earlier, the trolls, do you read the comments?
1: I do. You I do. do. I don't. So this is what I've done. And this is what I think everyone should do. This is what I think you should do. Okay, I've turned off all of my notifications. I've turned off all of my notifications with very few exceptions. So in my Instagram, for example, I have three different mailboxes. I have primary, general, and then the requests. Every now and then I'll turn on notifications for primary because there are some people who don't have my phone number and that's how we communicate. And I also use my DM sometimes for lead generation because if you're in the DMs, then your content's going to be recommended for that person you're talking to. Just a little nugget there. But I turn off my notifications because otherwise it interrupts my day. Right, And I end up spending all of this time on customer service that's breaking me away from the actual work or the job or the people in my life. And so I will set aside windows of time of when I'm looking at comments, of when I'm opening the DMs versus, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. And it might be throughout the day, like a couple of windows of time, um, but that's when I'll look. And then when it comes to the the haters and the trolls, you know, it's funny how... Like, one comment can just break you or ruin your day. Right. But I heard once that if you're going to believe the bad, then you have to believe the good too. And why is it that That's we can't advice. always believe the good yet that one bad thing will, will ruin, ruin everything? Right. Or it's like, all right, don't believe either one. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's going back to, all right, hold on a second. Is this person my person? Like, are they, are they someone who I should actually be paying attention to? In some cases, the way that you respond to the trolls can be the best form of brand building because it can show how do you react to someone like this? Sometimes, for example, there was someone who put a, a hate comment for me on TikTok and said, like, oh, like, I hate your face or da-da-da-da-da. Like, you're so stupid. You think you're so smart. Like, it was, like, this long rant.
0: They took the time of their day. They
1: took the time of their day. To write
0: this long comment. To write
1: something. And I could have gotten upset. I could have been whatever. I kind of laughed at it at this point, which, again, it's taken 10 years for me to be able to laugh at it. But I took it, and instead I made a video, and I had the comment right there. And I was like, here are three things you should do if you see – content on your feed that you don't like. And one of them was, you know, tap on the screen and hit not interested. Like number two, like hit the unfollow button or the mute button. Like number three, keep going about your day.
0: Right, (laughs) because there's nothing you can do.
1: Nothing that you can do. I mean,
0: I and it does take time, right? It takes a lot of time to learn, which now I'm going to, after this podcast, I'm going to go turn off my notifications Mm -hmm. so I don't have to read them. But with me, I... It did take a long time for me not to just completely ignore it, right? Mm -hmm. I've had people that have made videos of me Mm -hmm. uh, talking about what a horrible person I am. And I used to think, oh, my God, that's so mean, like that they take the time to make these videos. But then I, you know, again, it took maturity. Years later, I realized it's brilliant. They're using me to create their content. So
1: I should be flattered, right? Yeah. And, but I think that takes time. It does. Do. And that's where, that's where TikTok got it right in that, and you're going to start seeing this on Instagram too, is it's paying attention to the metric of time. How much time are people spending on your content? How much time are people spending on your profile? Because even if they don't like it, even if they're not following you, even if they don't necessarily engage, but if they're continuously spending time on your content, you're going to keep getting recommended. And I like to say that it's kind of like TikTok being like, are you sure that you don't – oh, you little lull something? Little I feel time. like <laughs> – but I feel like it's TikTok being like, are you sure that you don't like them? Like, are you sure that you really hate them? Because – You watch kinda, them all the time. Yeah, I think, I think you might That's be obsessed with her.
0: Tell me about your TikTok whole venture because that's how I met you. Actually, let's tell the story about how I met you. Tell the story. I was at Inman. It was my first time speaking and I got on stage. I did my thing. I loved it. I was like, wow, I want to go see the other speakers. I want to learn from them. So I walk into the main room and I'm sitting in the back and I'm with Carlos and I forgot who else was with me and I was squinting because I couldn't see that far. And I see the speakers come out and there's a brunette. And when I saw the brunette, I was like, who is she? She's Latina. I mean, I I sound like that trending sound, right? She's a Latina. She's a CEO. So I was like, who is she? I have to know who she is. And I got closer and that's how we met. Mm-hmm. I mean, not how we met. I manifested that I wanted to meet you. I was like, I have to meet her. Look at her. I was so excited to see not only a woman on that stage. I know Glenda was on there. But the fact that you were Latina and it was my first time. So it was like a, a girl fanny moment, mm-hmm. a wow moment. I don't know what to call it. I mean, those.
1: the shoes were fire.
0: <laughs> her outfit was fire. That was, I mean, the whole fit. I loved it. Because it was you. You were comfortable. There was people in suits. There was individuals that were wearing gowns. And then for you to come out in your dress, you look hot, and you're wearing sneakers, it was like, I'm here. It
1: was a moment. It was it a totally moment. Was. But you're totally, you're totally right in that and, and how cool that we are here. And even though in that moment I was on a stage, in the past, if you would have seen me on a stage, it's like, all right, well, let's just ask everyone and their mom if they know who this person is. Mm-hmm. But now it's like you see me on the stage. You can look me up. You can find me. You can slide into my DMs, like, right. and maybe I read them. Maybe I don't. But what the internet is allowing for us to do, and you can call it creepy and inconvenient and find all the bad things, but it's allowing for you to get in front of people who perhaps you never would have met in real life, and right. it doesn't matter where they live. Or it, it's it's easy to find somebody and and track them down. Again, you can say that as creepy, or you can see it as convenient, and. And even when it comes to, I use this analogy with adults, and I also use it for adults who have kids, you know, social media is a tool, period. You can say, oh, it's, it's you know, so vain, it's so fake, it's the highlight reel, and yeah, it can be, but think about it like social media is matches, You know, you're going to show your kids how to use matches. You're going to show your kids what fire is all about. And, you know, at some point they're going to touch the stove or touch the match and they're going to burn themselves. Like that's just kind of part of our natural curiosity, especially if someone tells us not to do something, we're going to go do it.
0: Yes, we are.
1: But you can also use matches to, you know, light a fire for a stove, to cook a meal. You can use it to keep people warm. You can use it to bring people together. You can make s'mores and like do all this fun, beautiful things. Or you can use it to burn a house down. You can throw some gasoline on it. You can put it into a dumpster and like start a a physical dumpster fire. Ultimately, you get to decide like what it is for you. If you want to create a totally fake superficial experience, the thing is, is that you can do that in person too. Yes, you can. It's just putting it into a different way or it's adding... The filter, again, another reason why maybe online you and offline you don't match or you hate what you look like. Well, yeah, that's because you're constantly filtering yourself. And that's not something that follows you in real life.
0: Right. The filter Can doesn't just follow you. I say that I do, I have to admit, I may use them here and there. Especially <laughs> if I just woke up. Whenever I do those morning posts, I have to put a filter on. I'm like, there's just, I can't do it. I can't do it. But it makes such a difference. It makes me feel good and it makes me laugh to be able to be like, okay, that is me. Mm -hmm. Because no, my eyelashes and my eyeliner don't look like that.
1: No. Even when you put your own eyelashes or eyeliner on. (laughs) It still doesn't look like like that. Here's the thing. I think it's important that when when we're creating these online personas, like humanizing the experience. I, even today, like here I am, I'm real with you. There are some people who are seeing the two-dimensional version of us. But I'm not, like, getting into your car and being like, Nancy, you can only look at me on this side because this side's my good side. Like, you can only look at me if you're above me because I don't want you I to see my double chin. I spend all the time
0: with people that are on the
1: podcast. I have to sit here.
0: <laughs> or I have to sit here. And, I, you know, to me, it doesn't matter. I'm like, wherever, you're ma- whatever makes you comfortable.
1: Right. But, like, if we were having an actual just conversation in general, if the cameras were not here, you wouldn't say that. No. You wouldn't say, hey, Preston, we are only allowed to stand over here because this is my good side. And hold on a second. Let me, let me put the filter on. Like I wouldn't follow myself with a ring light. Right. You know, that's just, that's not what it is. And like what we're trying to do with video, it's not to create this big, beautiful, masterful production unless you're trying to build a big, beautiful, masterful production. It's you're trying to make it so that people actually want to create an offline relationship with you whether it's personally or in business or collaboratively. And so the faster that you can feel like you already know that person, the easier that's going to be. It's going to save you time in pitching. Or maybe, you know, there are so many people who watch you and you don't have time to mentor every person who watches your video. But how cool that in 2022 – We're equalizing the playing field by having all of these resources that are available to people and they can just do a Google search. They can listen to a podcast. They can read a book. You can have, I can be your mentor without being your mentor. I can be your mentor and have no idea that you exist. And you can learn from me and you don't have to pay my hourly rate or my day rate, but you can add up the minutes of time by simply going through and scrolling through my content. Or if you do have the money, how cool that you can go through all this content and go, okay, I feel like I know her. That's my person. Like, I got on a Zoom call last week with one of my clients who, you know, she's doing almost $200 million in sales a year by herself. And I get on the Zoom call and the first thing that she says, she goes, I love you. I just want you to know that. I love you. And I was like, have we met before? Like, were you at Inman? And she was like, I don't think so. But I know that I love you. She
0: just knows you she from just, watching She She just stuff. felt
1: like she knew me and I didn't have to... Pitch her, she was just like, How can we work together? Okay, let's cool. Do it. Let's do it. Whatever. I don't care what it costs. Like, let's, I, I know that I need you, and you're the person for me ahead of this person, this person, and this person. Like, let's do it. Because you're
0: the same person who she's probably, you know, she's watching you. Then she gets on the phone with you and she's like, this is it. Mm -hmm. So that's great to hear.
1: Here's maybe when you say that, this might be a sign that if your profile picture or business card picture or professional picture is more than a year old, maybe even two years old. Like we've all aged 10 years in the last two years, right? Like we've all (laughs) aged at least 10 to 20 years. Like We need to refresh it. For because sure. now your image follows you everywhere. It does. Everywhere and all the time. So if you change your hair, if you've lost 20 pounds, if you've gained 20 pounds, take the fat photo. Like, take the fat photo. Like, don't wait. Oh, oh I want to lose the COVID weight. Oh, I want to lose the baby weight. Just
0: take just the picture. Just take the picture
1: and then take them again if and when you lose the weight. Right. But it's just about how do we make sure that people feel like, oh, that's, that's you versus why are you catfishing me? I don't understand.
0: Catfishing. I love
1: that. Yeah. We don't need that we got trust issues. We don't need more. Yeah, seriously. So
0: top three tips for realtors on TikTok. (laughs) I don't have a TikTok, which I do, but I don't have a TikTok and I want to get on TikTok.
1: What are your top three must-dos for that realtor listening? Well, here's the thing. If you want to get on TikTok, get on TikTok and make all of the videos. But this whole idea of, well, I I know that TikTok is important. I feel like I'm supposed to be there. You don't necessarily have to. The grass is going to be greener where you water it. And now Instagram has pretty much replicated TikTok, but then they also have all of these other features to paint the picture of who you are. So I feel like starting there (laughs) is, is one of the things. The other thing too is before you start uploading videos, you need to understand how TikTok works. You would not walk into a social situation or a dinner, and here's a big group of people who you don't know. You wouldn't just all of a sudden interrupt them, start talking about yourself, and then leave. Like, you would listen to what are they talking about? How can I insert myself into this conversation? What makes sense? Do I even like these people? or do I? So it's, it's always humanizing the experience. So I would say the first thing that you should do if you're brand new, go follow 100 people. Not all in one day, because they might be like, is she a robot? What's going on? But go follow 100 people and just spend some time consuming. See what you like. See what you don't like. See what makes you happy. See what you're like, oh my god, I do not want to do that. And understand that the algorithm is paying attention to your user experience. So it's intentionally giving you congrats, like contrasting content to see, like, okay, how old is this person? What are their interests? What do they like? Where do they live? And then once the For You page gets to know you, it's like, oh, it's reading your soul, and it feels like you're watching a TV show. So tip one, go
0: follow 100 people. Mm -hmm. Tip two, tell me about the For You
1: page. So tip number two – okay, so the For You page – Here's the thing. It's based off of watch time and your interests. It might be about who you like. It might be about who you follow, getting recommended in terms of what you see, but it's not just one universal page. This is actually something that I saw in one of your podcasts that someone said, oh, I want to get on the For You page. The For You page is not just one page the for you page looks I different I saw your for comment and I single when I saw your person. comment on that post I was like oh shoot. Yeah, That was before I met you, I think. Yeah, I mean, probably, but but here's the thing, the for you page looks different for every single person. And that's on purpose because again, it's learning about your own personal preferences. It's creating your own unique user experience. So your goal is not to get as many views as possible. It's to get as many views from the right people as possible. And that's for two reasons. One, it would be way better for you to get a hundred views from a hundred people who are obsessed with you and they call you and you get physical appointments versus getting a million views where your video goes viral and it doesn't go anywhere for you. It doesn't actually create content, you're getting a whole bunch of kids or people in China if you don't live there. You know, you want you want people who are actually interested in who you are. The second reason for that is because if you get people who are engaged And from the right people, what the algorithm is then going to do is it's going to recommend your content to more people who are like that, and then to more people. That's how just in general, any algorithm works. If they see that people are engaging with a piece of content, they're going to recommend it to more people. The difference is that with TikTok and with the For You page is that you're getting recommendations from people who you do not follow. That's the thing, who you do not follow. Usually social media, your initial feed is only people who you follow and in a chronological order. And what TikTok has done and where Instagram is now, it's not even going there, it's there. It's there now. And in some cases, I think it's almost getting smarter or even more sensitive than the TikTok for you page is you're getting suggestions and recommendations from people who you do not follow pretty cool for you if previously in order to get in front of people who didn't know who you are, you had to pay for that, especially if you wanted to do it in a really targeted way. And so for that, what I would suggest is, all right, thinking about what types of people do I want to see my content going back to our objectives. All right, are we trying to sell more houses? Are we trying to be an authority in real estate? Are we trying to leave real estate? Do we want to come up with a clothing line? Do we want to be, you know, so it's, it's positioning yourself in a way where we want to get you in front of the right people. And so no, that doesn't mean, well, let me go make this oddly satisfying viral content that has nothing to do with me or what I do. But I saw this video of this guy doing trivia or puzzle making or something, and I'm going to replicate that. Like, no, it's where are we actually trying to go with your content? And then number three, it would it would ultimately be like, get really, really comfortable with your phone. Like, get comfortable with your phone. So I don't have to buy a $3,000 camera because no. I hear this
0: all the time from my agents. Well, Nancy, it's not fair. You have Preston. And my answer is you have an iPhone. If you can use your iPhone every single day to film videos for at least 10 days, then let's maybe talk about the camera. But until you do that, there's no point. I mean, mm-hmm. do you agree with that?
1: I I do. And and here's the thing: if if you're not comfortable in, you know, with your phone, it doesn't matter if you're going to have the super expensive camera equipment. Like you just need to get comfortable with seeing your face. But what I actually mean by getting comfortable with your phone, it's start paying attention to what gets you to stop scrolling. Like what for you makes you stick around? Because this whole idea of oh like the first three to five seconds are the most important. No, the first frame is the most important. Like, if if you get three seconds of my time, like, okay, like, you're lucky. But, like, I'm – most of the time when I'm scrolling, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going like this. I'm not going, oh, stop, let me look. Okay, stop, let me look. No, it's like a – that's why it's called stop scrolling so little things like noticing on what it what is it is it the first words out of their mouth is it the text that goes across the page is it a sound that happens which probably not because most people are listening to everything with the sound turned off tiktok it's usually sound turned on people are starting to not do that anymore because now tiktok has captions Mm. you know are you reading the captions if you are maybe you should be using captions and actually everyone should be using captions so there's that but again like what what is it about it A lot of times too, it's seeing a face, like seeing someone's face is what you're going to connect with the most. If someone takes way too long to get to the point, to show their face, to show me what the video is about, you're going to keep scrolling. So when I'm saying get comfortable on your phone, it's not even necessarily filming from your phone or editing from your phone. It's understanding this is the norm for consumption. How do you consume the content? That's what you should be thinking about when you're then creating the content. One of the most beautiful things about social media is that it creates visibility. You mentioned how you saw me in person on a stage and you were like, oh my God, I've never seen someone who looks like that on a stage like this. Right. And that's so true of any human in any career. And it's allowing for you to make visible your own unique experience, your own unique story. Maybe it's your own unique job title or role like even videographers have videographers now which is wild and how wonderful that is you know Mm -hmm. for all the reasons that maybe previously you thought that you were different or less than or whatever now you can share your journey and people can see your face and go that's why I want to work with that person that's you know you can put a face to your name and immediately and that's how people see themselves in you and how wonderful that is because Today's home buyer looks very different than it did 10, 20, 30 years ago. Oh, and yes. thank goodness for that. And so absolutely different people on real estate should be reflecting that same thing as well so that we can make home buying and wealth generating more approachable, regardless of what your circumstance is. Love that. And world peace world peace
0: (laughs) thank you so much for sharing it honestly has been an absolute pleasure not only working with you but just getting to know you as a person and as you say you're probably one of my favorite humans now
1: we're just getting started
0: (laughs) i love it thank you